Welcome to another episode of Spirit Talks with Natalie Brown. Spirit Talks is all about conscious conversations to awaken and enlighten. It was born from a desire to bring together a conscious community and create opportunities for deeper connection and real conversations. This platform is for inspiring heart leaders, guardians of the earth, and conscious entrepreneurs sharing the spirit of all things, their divine wisdom, revolutionary ideas, inventions, modalities, and channelings to bridge the gap between our world and the spiritual world in order to shift the consciousness of humanity. Welcome everybody to another episode of Spirit Talks. Today I am joined by some amazing women, Jen Paget, Veronica Rawlinson. Um, Jennifer, how do I pronounce your surname? You pronounce it Glamazina. Glamazina, beautiful. Glamazina. And Joe Thompson. So welcome, gorgeous woman. I'm so glad to have you here. Our topic today is how can we move from struggle to thriving in an ever-changing world? And this is a really important topic. I feel that so many people, and what I've witnessed is that so many people out there are struggling. And these gorgeous women that are on this panel today have all gone through their own struggles, have gone through their own experiences, have helped women, have helped their clients, have helped their families through so many different um, processes and through their journeys. And so they are here to share their own stories with you today and also to give you some tools and tips of how you can move from struggle to thriving. So welcome, Jen, can you please, Jen Paget, can you please introduce yourself? Tell us where you're from and why this topic is so important to you. Jen Paget, I'm an herbalist, a Reiki practitioner. I also um, am a priestess with her Holy Temple lineage. Um, I'm also a mama of many, and as you can see, I live in a yurt, and I live in Northern California in the Santa Cruz Mountains. Uh, I was just compelled to uh, throw my hat in the ring to talk about this because it it's a topic I think we all struggle, like as we're moving through life, and there are so many things I wish I would have known earlier, younger in life but, um, that I'm hoping to share all of you today beautiful mm. yeah it's that old oh, if I only I had known you know if I only had the tools or the guidance or if someone had just told me or if I had just taken a moment to listen to my inner self right mm. anyway so thank you so much for sharing that Jean okay Veronica you next please share with mm. us where you're from and why this topic is so important to you my love Oh, wow. Um, hi, I'm, I'm Veronica. I'm, or Ronnie. A lot of people call me Ronnie. Um, I'm from the south coast of New South Wales um, in Australia. Um, and of course, I connected with Natalie through a recent book that we um, co-authored. Um, and I guess my life has always uh, undergone huge changes very quickly. And, um, and as many know, um, I was diagnosed with an illness about half, halfway through my life. And, um, and that has like compelled me to embrace change and, um, and be open to trying anything and everything that's a bit different. So I thought this topic, um, especially now as people are really, many are struggling uh, with huge change. Some people don't like change. Um, so I thought it would be um, a good topic to come on board with the other speakers and just chat about. 
Mm, beautiful. So rightly said, people don't like change. We fear change. And that's actually where the most growth lies. And we'll dive into that more deeply. Um, Jennifer, please share with us where you're from and why is this topic so important to you? Well, hello, my name is Jen Glamazina. I live in the Bay of Islands in New Zealand. Uh, my husband and I just relocated here about five months ago. Um, we wanted to find community, a slower pace in life, learn how to grow our own food, um, and most importantly, be surrounded by nature um, after always living in big cities. So I've come from an 18-year media career. I was on air all that time, but I also taught broadcasting, mentored new graduates, and also returning broadcasters for many years, especially teaching them how to bring their own life experience to help them communicate better with the public and create connection, which is so important as a broadcaster. Mm -hmm. So I'm still working as a mentor from home now and helping people understand that they can make mistakes and not regret them, but learn from them. And um, that has come from very similar to Ronnie, where I have had a life of, of, of many changes and they have also been very quick ones um, and lots of childhood trauma and grief. And um, I love to share the wisdom that, that all of those things have ha happened to me with others in order to help people maybe see uh, the, the reasons why these things happen as opposed to just dwelling on them and using them as actually positive tools in their life for growth. Mm, so beautiful. Mm. Yeah. You can either choose to let it define you in a way where it completely, you know, breaks you. Okay. Mm. Or you can let it empower you. Right. So thank you, Janet. That is so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Joe, please feel free to go ahead and share why this topic is so important to you. And where are you, my love? Hi, my name is Jo Thompson. Um, I'm based in Newcastle um, in Australia. And th this topic is quite important because I believe many of us um, experience struggle, um, no matter how minor or major it is. Um, so my background is Pacific Islander and growing up, that was a huge struggle in itself, living in a predominantly white community. Um, and so just finding ways to move through and, and sort of also teaching the younger generation how to experience change and to also not fear it either because, um, as we all know, life throws many things at us and we have to sort of like think on our toes and, and move through it, not quickly but more efficiently so that we're not holding on to trauma and passing it on to our kids and, you know, having them fear different things that that's thrown at them as well so yeah <laughs> I love that word moving through it more efficiently yeah isn't that amazing yeah and mm -hmm. what does that mean gorgeous woman if I put the question to you what does it mean to move through your struggles more efficiently what have you found in your lives you know the experiences that you had and what did you do the tools that you applied or the things that you did that helped you move through struggle more efficiently any of you can jump in, whatever's landing for you. Okay, well, I'll um, touch on that as well. Um, for me, it's more or less taking the lessons in and then sort of implementing it in your daily life. So not taking it on as like life is happening to me, it's happening for you. There is a lesson in there for you to grow through. And a lot of people don't like pain, you know. I have a quite high pain tolerance, so... I tend to, you know, take it on the chin, uh, but I find that my way of dealing with 
um, adversity um, may not necessarily work when I'm going through experiences where it's flowing and it just seems natural. So sometimes you're required to act efficiently, but in a real <laughs> peaceful um, way. I'm not sure if any, you guys can relate, but, you know, there are times when the masculine energy takes over and that's when I'm like really fiery. <laughs> but then there's times I got to remember, I'm like, okay, I, I do have a divine feminine side and I can move through this with ease and grace and I don't need to be putting my armor on and getting my sword out and <laughs> getting ready to fight the battles like every day. <laughs> yeah. Mm, I, I, I kind of I guess for me, um, the first thing I had to learn when something really tough came up was to accept it. And then from that place of acceptance, then I'd, I'd start a game plan uh, of, okay, this has happened or this is what I'm experiencing. How do I move forward from here? And then I'd start to do my research and, you know, like which way are we going here? Natural therapies, you know, um, doctors, and but always it, it ended up, and that took a long time to come back to my gut you know, trust yourself. So mm. Mm, that good old intuition. Hey, mm. ego voice yeah. is so loud. It's almost prodding you go, you know, go do this. And it just yeah. feels so off. And then the softer voice is what we need to listen to. Mm. Anyone else want to speak into this? Yeah, I can. I can speak into this. I, I think I, I, I sort of, you know, um, never wanted to sit in that victim mentality in my life, you know, for all the things that happened. And, you know, I, I, I guess I was lucky that my mum taught me from a young age about that. But, you know, I think people sort of sit there and say, when something bad happens, you know, what am I supposed to be learning from this? This is a terrible thing that's happening, you know. Um, but I guess, you know, I sort of think about my own story and think, you know, I, I, I guess like the gifts that that gave me is that I'm a survivor, I'm resilient. Um, I learned how to fend for myself. I became independent. You know, I realized I could create any life I wanted to and that mm. this doesn't define me. And I didn't, I, I made a decision at a really young age. I didn't want to become a statistic or anything like that mm. because um, I, I was in control of my life. And so that was such a gift of strength that I got given at such a young age um, through traumatic experiences that happened to me um that, that that has made me sort of apply that to every aspect of change throughout my life and it's really helped because I've moved with the change and embraced the change and seen it as an adventure and I, I would love other people to to realize that these things happen and they always have gifts always mm. oh I've got goosebumps that is so beautiful and it's about it's when you can see the gift okay because a lot of people can't see the gift when they're in that really deep trauma state in that struggle and they're being pulled down you can't really see the golden nuggets and this is why what veronica said acceptance is key where you at in that moment if you go okay i'm here now i can choose to sink or swim what am i going to do am i going to continue this this pattern or you know perhaps it is a pattern am i can continue feeling like crap where i'm not able to move forward or am i going to let myself surrender into the space where I am now and deal with it and take one step at a time. Mm. And I guess a lot of people feel that they don't have an out, you know, and through each of our stories, because I've also got my own stories of struggle. Um, 
there was there's always the space of where you can see the the light at the end of the tunnel you know that there is something there that you can reach for how do you get there how do you move into that space of um you know feeling more flow feeling more love for yourself feeling like you're not stuck mm. would anyone like to share a little bit about that i think um well, I just resonate first off with what everyone said. And a lot of it is about, you know, standing in your own power and listening to your own instincts. Um, the, you know, my life, just not doing that. Um, and not, um, I mean, I've been a very strong woman and been able to make some very clear decisions and been on that masculine realm. Um, <clears throat> but I think one of the things I really wasn't paying attention to was my rhythmic cycles and how sometimes I need, you know, sometimes I am really in that masculine energy and I can go, go, go. And sometimes I need to have those moments of really resting and realizing resting is productivity was such a big thing for me uh, because I would just give myself like this perpetual guilt trip about, oh, I, you know, I need to have some downtime and um, I think that was one of the, the major breakthroughs for me. And I'm, I'm still learning it because before the work that I'm doing now, I was in the corporate world. I was working in technology. And, um, and then when you're raising kids, it's a very regimented thing. Like you drop them off at a certain time and pick them up at a certain time. And our bodies don't necessarily want to do that. So... I think a lot of confusion exists in the world when we go on a healing path mm. because we're still trying to remain in that regimented world and not giving ourselves the breaks and the time that we need to really, you know, spend the time working on and, and contemplating some of these things. Um, it's almost like you don't even have time for it. So until you're able to open up the space for it and realize um, how you work, and this week I'm feeling really productive. So I'm saying yes to a lot of things. But last week I was just down in the dumps and not, and I just had to realize, I was like, you know what? I, I'm just at the end of like being okay with this. I've been incorporating that into my life over the last few years, but I finally was like, this is how I'm actually most productive. It's giving myself the time and grace and also, I think in those moments, really loving yourself and treating yourself like you would your own child. Yeah, so beautiful. Anyone else want to share? I agree with Jen Paget. It's, it's that giving yourself permission when you're a mom. You know, my, my daughter's been out of home now for a few years. She's 23 this year. And I had her when I was um, 19, you know, and so I, I never got the chance to really be an adult or be experienced life out in the world as an adult, really, without being a parent as well. And so it's been an interesting sort of journey being an empty nester at, at still quite a young age myself and, and, and having to sort of move through the motions of, okay, I think it probably is time to face some of the stuff that mm -hmm. I've been, you know, putting aside because I had to get out of bed each day and function and be a parent and then became a, a successful career woman as well. And, and everything focused around those things and all of that stuff that I've been not facing and not dealing with came to the surface when when she moved out and suddenly there was no focus and I remember standing in her bedroom crying when she moved out 
and just going, oh, what is my purpose now? You know, mm. oh no, now the spotlight's on me. Now I've got to face this stuff. <laughs> I've got mm-hmm. no excuse. And all this free time. Yeah, it's really weird when you suddenly mm. have all this time. Mm-hmm. And you're so right, Jen. It's just like giving that grace and and permission to just sit with that. And you are more productive when you are calm and you are centered and you are being there for you and just you. And it's really hard to do, especially for women. Mm-hmm. because we're always so used to go 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 you know like yeah. you know you say it's very regimented it's like you know drop off kids make school lunches do the washing all of that stuff and I find we find ourselves in this fight and flight mode mm. and same with men you know going to work all the time they, they it's the same pattern over and over again and it's almost like we go through a process of grief when we break that pattern lifelong pattern like you know that empty nester feeling like oh my gosh what am I doing with all my time now and who Mm. am I and it's almost this feeling of coming back to that space of home who am I really now that I'm not needing to be a mother you're always a mother and you're always a father but you know what I mean so that you can come back to that space of creation for you and then you really spotlight those things that you haven't dealt with, like you said, Jen, you know, where you're not dealing or where you haven't dealt with your own struggles, your own pain, your own things, um, perhaps that you've been filing away for such a long time. Mm. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Joe. did you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I love what you said, Jen Padgett, about, um, you know, like time and, and contemplation and um, you know, like all mothers and fathers who raising who are raising families, you know, it is time consuming, juggling everything, and you know, business, life, kids, and extra, you know, activities. Um, but I find that if you just, you know, make the time, like get up an hour earlier, maybe go for a walk. Or um, I love reading, so I always make time to pick up a book and read at least ten pages before I go to bed. Um, and yeah, just putting in those extra time, like in, in the little pockets of time in your day, because you can always find, like if you find yourself with scrolling social media, then you know you've got time. And so many people are doing that, right? Like just like we're so accustomed to picking up our phone and checking our emails and, oh, who called me? And, you know, what's happening on Facebook land and, and whatnot. So, I um, yeah, I understand, you know, that the time is of the essence, but I feel like time is also... Um, and it's abstract it's such a you know modern day concept it's like we can play with time you know and I love that I'm not restricted to having to be to work be at work at 9am I can get up 8 9am whatever my four-year-old schedule is you know when he decides to get up and I'm like hey he's going daycare at 10am <laughs> and I find myself rushing back you know getting here on time but you know that's what I love is that we get to play with our time have fun with it you know and just make joy in every day, like everyday mundane activities. Like I now own a dishwasher, thank God, because I used to, I used to like, <laughs> don't understand, like rinse, then put on the bench. But it's like now I'm like, okay, I'll just rinse myself and just straight into the dishwasher. Like, you know, just little things like that just makes my life that much easier. So yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And struggle, you know. Is struggle really do we really have to hold on to it mm-hmm. you know, is it really ours to keep and to hold on to or do we want to experience the joy of life and the fun like you said joe and 
do we want to move into the space of harmony and congruence and peace and receive whatever this life is gifting us and giving us and that all the possibilities that's available to each and every single one of us through living this life here on this planet yes there are really bloody hard things that happen to people Mm. and difficult things that happen to people Mm. but ultimately you know what is what's the moments of growth that we can take from this and how can we move from that space of that experience into empowerment into loving ourselves more into helping other people in this world and our planet moving into a space where we're actually working in harmony with our planet as well so there you know there is there's this deep thread which comes which um, stems from that struggle and how do we move forward from that veronica do you want to speak into this my love <clears throat> Well, I was just mesmerised by your words. I'm going, wow, that's really deep. (laughs) um, Moving forward from, uh, as I said before, I I think the first thing is acknowledging that that, that this is happening to you, whatever it is, whether it's good or bad. Usually it's the bad things that make us sit up and take notice. Um, And then from that, it's like my mum always said to me um, when I was growing up, there's always someone worse off than you. So I've always had that in my mindset that, you know, things can be better and things can be worse. So this is just another day in your life. It's what you choose to make of that day. And if, you know, like if you have a physical illness and, and all you can do today is sit on the lounge and turn your ankles, you know, you can't even get up and walk. Well, that's that's a bonus. You know, you've actually, you know, my thing every morning is, well, you're still breathing you know, get up and, and every morning I'm grateful. I just go, you know, I'm grateful for this day. And uh, I think it, it it does come back to your mindset, doesn't it? You know, you can get caught in that woe is me. And look, when I first got sick years and years ago, um, I was that, you know, I was, I was that, you know, poor me, you know, what did I do to, you know, bring this into my life? Um, but then, then I learned, I, I think the first, um, um esoteric book if you like that I read was um Louise Hayes you can heal your life and of course she's about you know affirmations and positive thinking and she was a great example of you know if you're going to stay stuck and wallowing in that place well nothing's going to change in fact it'd probably get worse Um, and from my experience that spiral either goes down and it continues to deteriorate if you like your you know your experience and your attitude or you start to turn it around slowly. And, and it's usually something really little or simple. It's like giving thanks, you know, being grateful every day mm. is just like a, mm. you know, that's a secret. Just be grateful. Mm, that is a big secret, isn't it? Mm. Oh, who would like to speak into that? It's funny you say that um, you mentioned Louise Hayes' book because she it's right in front of me. Oh, <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, it's like there's so many books like personal development is one of my things as well like um you know I there's a saying like if you're not growing then you're stagnant and when you're stagnant you stink (laughs) and so we don't want to be stinky people right so yeah and I find myself um like especially with my husband like there's just a few things where I'm like can you like not say that please because like they may not see it themselves but if you're their mirror you can always show and highlight areas where they can work on. 
you know, not everyone's perfect, but, you know, everyone has room for growth, you know. So, um, yeah, I love reading. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, actually, Veronica. (laughs) I I love that book too. It is a beautiful book. Thank you, Jo. I want to speak into this as well in terms of people's different levels of change and how we are all on our own journey and that the worst thing we can do is judge other people or judge ourselves for where we on our own journey okay how we move forward in terms of um sitting within that space of deep awareness deep connection with ourselves, is our journey and another person's is another person's journey and I always believe that we find the right people or the, the synchronicities come into our lives where we are gifted or being given the tools and the experiences to help us come out of that struggle. We can either, you know, it can hit us right in the face and we might not see it. And then it will hit us right in the face three or four times as we are having people come across our space and also books and podcasts and all sorts of things, right? How do we digest that information is up to us. How we work with that information is up to us. And often what I find, especially people that have come to me that have been in deep Uh, have have gone through deep sexual trauma that have gone through deep spiritual trauma and all of those people they need a all they need is someone to lift them up and see the light to empower them to say there is hope there is something here for you to work with you are magnificent you are amazing people that have been through drug abuse that's been through alcohol abuse you know those people are in really deep dark spaces and It's about lifting them up and going, okay, here's a book, here's a podcast, you know, here's a meditation, here's something that will help lift you up so that you come into creating more space for you. Jen Padgett, I can see you want to speak about this. Do you want to share? Um, I I think, yeah, um, we get caught in loops, you know, all the time and people in addiction and uh, I've done it myself and I have, you know, I thought you came from like this corporate setting of being a badass woman and like slaying the dragons. And Mm. um, I went through the kind of like this poor me stage towards the end of it, just like not, I, I, when I look back on it and realize and asking myself the questions, it was all about acknowledgement, but I couldn't get to that point until I continued to seek and seek out the answers and you're right things do get put into your path and uh, and sometimes we aren't ready for them but i just encourage anyone who's out there struggling um, to continue to seek to try to break whatever loop that you're in because those loops are important to break because we can we can stay in them forever you know we're we're probably all still in some of them um mm. they they don't always can completely go away but some of the things can be moved way to the background once you have the right tools to work on them yeah and what does struggle stop us from doing and being like what does it stop us like for instance if we think about one that was quite apparent throughout the work that i've done is um i'm a fraud especially for those people that are stepping into their work 
you know, um, around, I don't have a certificate for this. I'm so I surely I can't share the work that I came here to do. Mm. I don't have mm. qualifications, right? So how do we people move or help people move from the struggle? And how does struggle actually stop people from doing what they came here to do on this planet? Think about your own experiences and maybe you want to share some of your experiences and how it stopped you from stepping into your work. Well, in my case, um, you know, I, I'm a healer and teach angelic Reiki and have done for a very long time. And before that, I learned Yasui Reiki to the master level, but that was more for myself. But I got to a point where I was kind of judged by a couple of people that were in my classes on how can you be a healer if you're not healed? Right. And it stopped me from working for probably three or four years. And um, in that time, I went within and did more work on myself, really. Um, and, of course, then I connected with more people that had disabilities that are, you know, empowered people like that, you know, like all, all the um, disabled athletes and, you know, people like Stephen Hawking and, you know, um, Helen Keller, he was, you know, blind and deaf. And, and I, so I started to look for inspiration in, in those people. and. Um, and, you know, then I also had to get to the point where what other people think of me is none of my business. So, um, yeah, but it was it was a tough little big lesson, I, su I suppose. Um, I'm probably still like struggle with it a little a little bit, but gosh, I'm too old now to worry about. It's like, <laughs> if not now, when, you know, like so. Um, and I know I'm a good teacher. So it's like just continue to do the work that you here to do, really. Mm. So, yeah amazing veronica well done yeah why give a toss what anyone else thinks if it's mm. because you are being true to yourself you being authentic and your real raw self right and from that space of knowing yourself and this is where the inner work comes into really doing the work to really find out who you are the truth of who you are and allowing yourself to unapologetically stand there in front of the world saying, this is who I am, love it or leave it. And yes, there are people that will resonate with you and there are people that will get you, but there are people that won't. And this mm -hmm. is what I'm talking about, the levels of change that people go through in their consciousness and where they find themselves at. We're not here to convince people. We're not here to fix people, right? We are here to take responsibility of our own journey first and then radiate out whatever it is the truth that we have within us radiate that out to the rest of the world and mm. they can either take it or leave it they can mm. you know come along for the ride or they can choose a different mentor or a teacher or a guide and that's okay this judgment of each other and judgment of self is what keeps humanity in separation mm. Mm. And this is what we as as leaders and guides and way showers are here to show people it's okay that you are in the journey in the moment that you are the now is where you can change everything right yeah mm. exactly and change is not scary it's freaking liberating it so is. why run the other way every time because we're too afraid to feel we're too afraid to to feel our pain to experience it but man when you let go of that pain you're like, why haven't I done it way before, right? Yeah. Yeah, you really regret a decision once you finally made, made it and it's a good one, you know, and you're sitting in mm. that space and you go, wow, you know, it's so, 
you almost feel annoyed with yourself that you weren't brave enough but yeah to answer speaking to the initial question about you know how do you move through struggle it's it is bravery it's it's be being brave and i guess when you know uh, before i stepped into the uh, you know the the public eye and i was in the public eye for 18 years i was scared of what people would think of me and if they would like me because that's a big part of the the role um, is to be liked and um, and then I decided well actually that's not why I'm doing it I'm doing it because I love to I have a passion for for speaking and and I've got I've got some things to say and so if you don't want to listen that's fine <laughs> you can just change the station that's all good but you know it's gone it went really well and because I, I because I stood in that bravery space and decided that it doesn't matter what people think of me and, 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 and I love what you said Ronnie that's one of my favorite sayings what other people think of you is none of your business. And if yeah. more people operate on that level, can you imagine how much more um, people would be their authentic self? Mm. Absolutely. Anyone else? Yeah. Want to- well, I just, I had a teacher tell me you just need to be one step up ahead, you know, and hand and, and give your hand back to them and bring them along. Uh, and I just found that very beautiful because I have teachers who are teaching me, you know, and I'm evolving. And so I'm going to know more things. And I feel like the people who are really attracted, you know, to working with me, it is at the level of knowledge that I have right now. And, um, and, I, and it is having an, a confidence in that. And I think when you're on the healing path, um, we are questioning ourselves because we have to have a certain level of integrity, right? And so sometimes that does like make ourselves whether we're ready for something or not. If you're standing in your true self and your true integrity, then uh, then you're right where you're supposed to be. So the decisions that you're making are the right ones because if if you're thinking about anything at all, you've already questioned done all the questions that anybody else could ever ask of you so yeah mm-hmm. stand in your power and your truth and and be brave like jen said <laughs> yeah. love that jen mm-hmm. um i'll add to I, I resonate with what everyone shared um especially veronica when you said about um you know people judging you for like not healing yourself and and now healing others and i find that um a lot of my struggle previously was listening to everyone bring out their opinions of what I should be doing and where I should be going, what life I should be living, but they present a life that I don't want to live. So it's like, I don't want to take your advice. And it's like, and a lot of people come from that fear and the project their fear onto you. And so like, you know, a lot of people aren't connected to who they are and, and the life that they should be living so you know their their fear is then obviously like they make it your fear and I find that I have a lot of um like please people pleasers in my life mm-hmm. and so now that I've gone through this growth stage of like I don't really care what people think of what I'm doing mm-hmm. or where I'm going like they're not paying my bills they're not my sending sending my kids to uni they're not putting food on my table so that what they say is not relevant to me um but when I am experiencing someone who if in conversation or just being in their presence and there's like red flags that you know okay well this person's a people please and then you try and have a conversation and then you can gauge from there like 
they're not ready to hear the message, <laughs> mm. you know. So there's times where I find, okay, well, where can this go? So I find that I've had to stop <laughs> many of those relationships, you know, and it's hard because mm. then you yeah. go through that grief of like, I'm going to miss this person, but our relationship isn't growing. It's not going to where I want to be. I don't yeah. want to be stuck in the the gossiping and the, like, look at what this person's doing or look at what they're doing or what they're not doing. So, you know, and it's, and it is hard. Like that, that's like the little struggles mm. that you find in your day to day. But then when you release it and you're like, that's okay, I'm bringing in more people that are called to me, that resonate with me. You know, you find your community, your tribe, and that's where you'll thrive, you know, because then you can have all these amazing, crazy, galactic federation like council conversations <laughs> and you're not going to be looked at like, what the heck is she talking about? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And thank you for saying that, Joe, because you know what? Finding your brave doesn't mean it has to be a big bang. No. Finding your brave are... Just literally the small steps that you take every single day, getting up, lifting your your head off that pillow in the morning and going, right, I'm going to get up and I'm going to put my knickers on and my socks on and I'm going to take this world on today, right? It doesn't have to be a big bang. And this is where people, I think they fall off the wagon a little bit because they think, well, life is too hard. If you can get in the shower in the morning and you can wash yourself or you can just go outside and feel the sun on your face, you've found your brave girls and boys because, you know, life is hard and it is, but it is also beautiful within that, that um, crazy chaos, that state of crazy chaos. There is so much beauty to be found, so much beauty to be had. So tell me about how you found your brave, my loves. Share a bit about your stories. I'd love to hear. How did you find your brave? Oh. Some of the things that you did. I'm just sighing. Um, <laughs> I'll think about that if anybody else wants to speak first. <laughs> um, I think for me it was finding the courage to just step out um, and just having faith that wherever, um, wherever like um, universe, God, takes me whatever path that is that um I'm intuitively guided and so like when there's times where I'm like I doubt myself you know that's when I tune in and go you know um I don't know if anyone does the pros and cons list (laughs) you know I just jot things down like because sometimes like our logic logical mind is like gets in the way but once you know how to tap into intuition like you always know that you're going to be guided down the path that you're meant to go and I feel like every time I've made that decision there's like a little team behind me going (laughs) go Joe you know and like I feel that I feel that like that warmth the tingling the you know that oh okay you're like this is exciting and the uncertainty comes where you're like oh shit like what did I sign up to but then the growth that comes with all that and the the doors that open and the opportunities and the people you meet like that far outweighs any little um you know little naysayers or whatever like um you know hurdles that you need to go through in order to get there it's so Mm. worthwhile yeah I love that pros and cons list I also love the one, the, the polarity, where you, 
write down where you find yourself. So what are you telling yourself? Like, oh, I'm not good enough. You know, surely I can't do this. Whatever it is, the story that you're telling yourself and what the pivotal moment of change is here. And this is what what's scary for people. They think that change needs to be also that big bang and that you need to have all the answers and you, you know, all of that. It doesn't work like that. Life doesn't give you all the answers. There's no roadmap, right? We are making our own roadmap. So when you're writing down what you feel in the moment now and where you find yourself and the stories you tell yourself, then you can choose what do you want instead? How do you want to move through life now from this moment? How can you work towards it? And this is that incremental kind of finding your brave towards working towards what it is that you want. Mm. Mm. Yes, yeah. you're right. I mean, my brave found me, you know, um, because I, I lost my both of my parents as a teenager uh, within three months of each other. So it wasn't a car accident. People always say it was a car accident. It wasn't. Um, two illnesses and um, and so so my guides I guess were taken from me and at, at a very pivotal age so I was forced to be brave and um, and stand on my own two feet and make decisions whether they were good or bad there was plenty of bad ones um, but one thing I have done from a very young age um, you know since then is goal lists so I love your pros and cons and I've done that too Joe. but goal lists and and ridiculous goals like really ridiculous but it's amazing how many of them I've managed to achieve. You know, when you look back, mm -hmm. I'll do it every year, you know, write, write them down. One of them is um, to win a Best Original Screenplay Oscar. And you know, who's to know that that won't happen? Because I do want to, mm -hmm. and I have started writing the story many times down. Um, but, you know, one of them is to voice an animated character. I did that. Mm -hmm. um, one was to be on international television. I did that. You know, and, but, but at the time that I wrote the list, you know, and every year I'd, I'd, I'd transfer anything over that I still wanted to be a goal and keep going mm -hmm. and, you know, and thought, oh, yeah, no, I still want to do that. And so we'll keep that on the list again. And it's so satisfying going back and looking at that and just seeing what your vision was for yourself and what you did mm -hmm. achieve, but also re revisiting it on a yearly basis and going, actually, no, nah, maybe I'm, my heart's not there now. Mm -hmm. And you can cross that off. For what, whether it was achieved or not, it doesn't matter, but it sort of keeps you accountable to, um, you know, your um, your path and, and also um, the, the, the idea that we are okay to change and change our minds as well. You can, you can change your mind you don't have to stay in the same ruts all the time you don't have to stay in the same place you can take chances we've done that very recently you know moving to a place we hardly know anyone and completely changing our life but you know it and it did take bravery but also it um you know i know that there'll be many um many wonderful things to come from it i just know it will be and because anytime you are bold like that um you the lessons learned just from that experience alone are incredible so yeah. being bold and courageous i love pushing mm. out the envelope and pushing outside the box i definitely do not live inside the box at all i throw the box out with the trash so <laughs> you know it is imp it's important to push yourself outside your comfort zone because this that is when all of those possibilities, everything that's available in life come to you and abundance starts flowing to you in many, many different ways and forms. Mm, that's beautiful. Mm. Anyone else want to share? I remember when I was going through a, a marriage breakup, actually, <clears throat> and I ran into a friend and, and he had been going through the same thing, but he looked great and he was really, you know, lit up and he was really, I said, what's going on for you? You know, and he goes, oh, you know, had this little sit down with this, um, with the head of the monks up in um, in the Southern Highlands, and um, and he said, I'll I'll share with you what she said to me. And he said, she said, 
it is what it is. There is no wrong. There is no right. There mm. just is. And I went, oh, my goodness. It was like one of those, you know, Oprah Winfrey aha moments. And I went, yeah. that is so <laughs> true. You know, like, so that was kind of like a, you know, it was one statement, as as um, you said before, it's not the big things. And and that has stayed with me for all this time. It's like whenever something's going on, I go, okay, it is what it is, you know. And I know a lot of people use that now as a, as a you know, a thing or a mantra, but but if you use the whole lot of it, you know, it is what it is. There is no wrong. There is no right. There just is. And um, so that's always in, inspired me, I suppose. Um, and like Joe, I'm a big reader and um, self-development book, you know, I'm passionate about and, and words motivate me, you know. So, um, so I, I kind of guess that, uh, you know, we're in this big time of change and, and I know I've seen a lot of people struggle with um, actually going back out into society. You know, because we've had this time of lockdown and and a lot of people actually liked it and the working from home thing. And, you know, so we've done a lot of change. Maybe we haven't actually even recognised it as change because it was kind of forced upon us. But in some ways, it's been a good thing. But now go, they're going, right, you can get out now and you can go and get back on with your life. And a lot of people are saying, oh, I don't think so. And And my friends and I have done it ourselves. You know, we'd say, let's catch up for coffee. And then at the last minute, we'd all go, oh, no, um, I've got something on or, you know, whatever excuse. So I kind of got us all to take little steps. And that's what we're doing. We'll go, okay, let's all meet at your house, you know. So it's just a little step. But eventually mm -hmm. they'll all, and we, we actually went out, you know, about an hour's drive from here. And a few of us went out to the bush and took a picnic. And it was really peaceful and there's a big waterfall. And it was just something we wouldn't do. So it was change, which was great, and it, it made us brave, you know, to, to step back out into the world. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think there's a lot of people that are still very much caught in that. They're a little bit scared. Mm. Yeah. yeah, because there was, there was so much change so quickly yes. on a global level and people mm -hmm. lost their jobs. They lost mm -hmm. their livelihood. Their, people lost their lives and loved ones and... Yeah. You know that's a lot to deal with and then obviously the the realization of all the truths and the untruths that are coming out as well there's a lot of change within that and mm -hmm. then the change within yourself as you're navigating all of these external changes there's a that's huge um and people shouldn't just push it down and file it away to deal with later mm -hmm. this is the time now to choose how you pivot how you move and flow with the change and how you allow yourself to ride this wave instead of sinking down to the bottom and waiting until someone comes and saves you. It, yeah. It's not going to be like that anymore. No. We have to take responsibility for our own lives now. Mm -hmm. And if you see someone and, you know, being part of a community of people where you can reach out and tap people on the shoulder and say, hey, I'm not coping today. I just need a little bit of loving or, you know, just give me a hug or perhaps, you know, here's a meal to support you um, when people don't feel like cooking or where they can't even get out of bed, all of that kind of stuff. So I'm talking about really basic needs now. Yeah. Then there is at a greater level, there's also how can we expand into um, really championing the change as leaders, as as visionaries, 
as change makers in this world to help people come up to the space of higher consciousness and allow them to then run with the change. So we have new technologies, new inspirations, new inventions, you know, that we can bring into birthing, into being all of the things that is coming out, the good that's coming out of this change. Mm. Mm. Jean Padgett, do you want to add to this? Sorry. Um, I, I think, and my experience of what's happened with all this slowdown that we've had and, and when I try to start to go back into like, go, go, go mode, uh, I just, I, I, there's barriers. It's like goddess is coming down and saying, no, no, don't do that. <laughs> um, I, I think, um, one of the things that that I rode the wave with this change of us being able to slow down was really being able to um, take care of my central nervous system. And what I realized um, when I did that is I was getting messages and I was like from the divine and I was getting um, attacked or introduced to the people in my life that I needed to be with to continue growing. And when I was in the corporate and the masculine and the go, go, go world, my, my nervous system was like so completely bound up. It was like nothing could get in. So it took like that time to be able to like slowly release, you know, and to slowly start receiving messages. And then sometimes I'd get like, maybe a big bang of a message or something like that but um like change it doesn't have to be a big bang if we've learned anything from this pandemic we thought oh it's going to be over in a couple months or it's going to be over in six months and it was like no we had to continue to wait and have some kind of patience (laughs) with how getting everything back to normal and i don't think there's going to be a back to normal and if we're going to evolve you know, as a human species, I think we do have to figure out what are the most important things in our life and start, you know, getting rid of those noisy things that, and it's not always possible when you're stuck in the world, but um, like, what can we get rid of that's unnecessary? Because I think everybody was at a go, 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 go pace. and so now we have opportunity to really like sink in, you know, with ourselves and to really um, listen to the messages that are coming in from the universe and from our teachers and absorb those and and bring others in to the circle too and really have some deep work. So, um, and I'm hoping like if, if people are afraid of change, um, I don't know. I can only see good coming out of that. We, we, there's an evolution happening out there where we are, we're gathering, um, the masses are gathering in these circles and, um, and it feels really good because I didn't have access to these circles or the teachings before, like I was able to slow down over the last four five, six years. And I, I was grateful in some ways for that slowdown because I was able to learn so much 
there was so many downloads over the last few years. Yeah, and it's, it is about calming the nervous system, calming the mind, calming the spirit, connecting with your highest self, connecting with your humanness. As much as you're connecting with your divinity, you also have to connect with your human. Exactly. Your human, that's where all the messages lie, right? The body messenger. And I feel that the reason why people are going through what they're going through is because the nervous system has been in attack mode or on attack all their life. It's like that fight and flight motion that we've been on that hamster wheel. So now when we had lockdown, we went into stillness and we didn't know what to do with ourselves. And a lot of the stuff started coming up. A lot of the truths started rising and the untruths started rising. And so a lot of people are finding themselves not knowing what to do with this. And for people that are listening out there, I want to say that it's okay to reach out. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to tell someone, heck, I'm not good today. I feel like crap. Can you just hold me, speak to me? Can you just bake me a cake? Whatever it is that you need that day, you know, if you want to demolish a cake. Um, that's fine. Or take your bra off. Or take yeah. your bra off, thank you. Yeah, I saw your post yesterday, Joe. <laughs> you know, let it hang free. Whichever yeah. one you want to let hang free, um, go for it. But I feel that we we have to embrace the simplicity of what that is giving us, that space mm lockdown space and bring more of that into our life if we find ourselves in our home surrounded by a lot of stuff declutter you know it is amazing how that works on your nervous system when you've cleared out space in your home when you clear out space in your energy system you know daily practices are so important making space for new downloads and energy to come in from um from the divine and allowing yourself to move, move your body, you know, listen to music, do your meditation, go and run on the beach if you want to, go for walks, connect with people that fuel your soul, that make you joyful. And then when you need those moments of stillness, <clears throat> processing, like Jen Padgett talked about the cycles and the rhythms, we all have them. Do not try and push them down because we have to get into that space of living with the rhythms of the earth with the seasons with nature it's our natural state of being we can't fight it so if we start or stop being on the hamster wheel and we start working with the flow and the rhythms of life we then begin to come back to that space of congruency of harmony and then we can more easily deal with our struggles we can more easily face whatever you know is thrown our way mm. so true yeah i have to say um i'll, I'll add to that because i feel like the thread there was about the nervous system if anything COVID has taught me is to teach my children as well as myself how to regulate my own nervous system mm. um and kids don't understand that sometimes you know and just giving your kids a hug that can make the biggest difference like I'm always giving my boys, like my 13-year-old will very rarely want to hug me, but I sort of like force it in a way where he's just like, he'll go, mommy, are you trying to tackle me? And I'm like, no, just hug me. But what I have to say, you always say I love you, which I'm grateful for. But um, 
one thing I've noticed is that the first minor change that I made to my lifestyle was in 2014. I stopped drinking tap water and I started drinking alkaline water. So that's, you know, and now like, you know, compounding, you know, like the habit stacker that I've learned from a book as well is like I've, I've realised now that that habit I started back then, now my kids are doing that. So they don't even drink from the bubblers. They always take their own water bottles. Our alkaline system is getting, um, you know, reboot. And so we've had to buy alkaline water. My kids are like filling up, not from the tap, but from the, you know, the alkaline box. So I like that for me, that's a huge, huge step because I know that they'll they'll be able to look after their own nervous system and their well-being. And then that's something that they can pass on to their children. Absolutely. So, yeah, I just wanted to add on to that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think one thing with COVID with us was that we decided um, we were actually both essential workers. So we went to work every day when everybody else was at home. Um, but one thing it yeah, did, did create was conversations around, you know, what does our future look like and how, how what do we want to um, be surrounded by? And yeah, the decision was it wasn't the big city. So we actually sold everything we had um, because we wanted to um, completely detach from things as an exercise and it was a very positive exercise because going through and looking at all these things it was the odd thing we kept like this painting behind me on the wall that my husband's cousin did but pretty much everything in this house is is stuff that we've reacquired once we decided where we were going to put our roots down because we spent a bit of time traveling around and stuff like that but yeah it was a really positive exercise and you can do it in the form of things or you can do it in the forms of, of people like joe was talking earlier you know, I've done that myself where I've cleansed the friends that I've had around me and decided that, that you know, moving forward, that wasn't the kind of people I wanted in my life. And again, one thing this whole COVID experience has brought is heaps of new friendships mm. and heaps of, you know, really cool groups that we've joined and that yeah. sort of stuff and, you know, and, and found, found a really cool tribe of people. And people always say it's so hard to make friends in your 30s and 40s and it's been funny. It's, I found it the complete opposite or I've never had so many new friends. So it's been a really positive experience, all of that. Yeah. You know, you've got to take positive from what's been a very strange time. <laughs> and that's, you pivoted, right? You took what you had and you ran with it in a completely different way. And it works for you, yeah? And if you don't, put on your brave sometimes and you feel the fear and you do it anyway, how are you going to move forward? How are you going to know if it's going to change your life or if it's going to bring positive or negative change? There's no, no thing like failure. I don't believe in it. I believe in only moments of growth and you can choose what you do with that. And so, yeah, definitely the nervous system is a big thing for people right now. If you can regulate your nervous system, in whichever way you do, if you want to move, if you want to release um, friendships or people that you thought were friends and that, that no longer resonate with you. I call it foof, fall out of frequency, right? You're falling out of frequency with things and whatever you're foofing with, then let it go, right? Okay. <laughs> so it's, it's it. you. <laughs> foof you. <laughs> And um, it doesn't matter where, you know, whatever it is that you want to do, what resonates with you and how you allow yourself to move into a space of surviving into thriving. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's through laughing your, your ass off at something that someone said, because laughter is medicine, yeah. whether it's having a hug, whether it's, you know, connecting with friends over a glass of wine or whatever it is that makes you happy, 
recalibrate your nervous system through all of that do what do more of what you love be more creative plan to your own food there is something so amazing about having your fingers in the ground digging in the soil you know and cultivating the land um working with your hands it's all part of recalibrating your nervous system and we're coming back to the simplicity of all of that and of of life um, and teaching your children that way as well, the simplicity of life. Joe, it's so important to be able to just t- tell them it's okay. How can they regulate themselves? Because the schools, mm. yes, there are some schools that, you know, let's do a little meditation in the morning. Okay, let's breathe. But it's not taught in all schools or in many of the school systems. Mm. I And I know it's changing. I know it's changing. But it starts at home, right? we as the parents we can make that change already for our kids and they are the generation the future of our world they are here that's we're leaving this world behind for them so if we can give them some guidance and teach them through our own way of showing up right then things will change for humanity Mm. so my loves we come to the end of this talk today Thank you that so went by much. so quick. That was so fun. It, it has <laughs> gone. So it did. It was great. Just before we go, is there anything else that you want to leave the people that's listening, that's watching with today, some golden nuggets of wisdom? Just be authentically you and live your life. Mm. Yeah. More hugs. Accepting and giving. Yeah. I, I, I guess um, it's, just go with the flow um even in my chapter in the book i wrote um uh, life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans yeah and and just be open and enjoy you know enjoy this Mm -hmm. new way of being basically yeah yeah i I guess just don't get caught so much up in the process um i love i love the saying you know um no action goes to waste when the season is right the trees will bear fruit beautiful Mm. yeah and the sun will shine tomorrow you know tomorrow is always a new day even Mm. if the sun's not shining you know it's a new day you get to create something new you get to experience something new it's not always the same you can choose to be in that same pattern on the hamster wheel or you can choose to you know take the bull by the horns and ride that bull until you feel um, passionate and joyful and maybe crazy or you know adventurous or whatever you want to feel but it, life is what you make of it right and yeah. um do not let struggle or your struggle define you in a way where it's keeping you locked in fear where it's keeping you locked in a space of procrastination you all every single one of you beautiful souls that's listening to this and anyone out there you have gifts for this world you have medicine for this world and your guidance and your wisdom is so needed right now for everyone out there even if it's for your children your partner Mm -hmm. even if it's a, a beautiful smile as you're walking down the street and you smile at someone compassion and kindness should be at the heart of where we're moving from right now because Otherwise, if we move from struggle, if we move from fear, if we move from separation, where are we going to be two years from now, five years from now? Mm. Mm. So, 
Thank you for the creating the space, Natalia. It's been an absolute joy to spend an hour with you, ladies. Mm, thank you. And I will yeah. pop these beautiful women's website addresses underneath this talk as well. So please do look them up and see what they're up to, what they're doing. And thank you from my heart to yours. I love you. Thank you, guys. Love you all. Bye. 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 Bye.